What's good, my people? Plant Base is back. Episode this is, three. This is the Keeping It Base podcast with your host is really Kev. It's your boy Prince. And we're back, man, for episode three. For sure. We know we've been away for a minute, you know what I'm saying? But we got a lot of news, a lot of stuff to talk to you guys about. Um, it's been a good month. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. A lot of movement, a lot of interaction, a lot of networking. We back outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the whole team, the whole PB team actually went out to MJ Biz. Shout out to the PB team, man. Yes, sir. Yes, for sir. For their schedule to push the brand. It was lovely. It was super dope. Um, we all went out to MJ Biz. That's why you probably didn't hear from us for a minute. Yeah. But if you follow us on socials, you saw all the activity going on. Um, we also have some news from ourselves. Um, PB finally had an architectural meeting. Um, we got our first schematic plans yeah. to our floor plan and our space. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I mean, so this process is it's been a long process, yes, right? Sir, like, so. um, just like picking, going through, trying to find the best architect that that could work with us, uh, where we at, and then just kind of like talking to them and talking about all our ideas, right? Because it's really like a creative process, but also like. For operations, like you gotta design your store a certain way. So we kind of was going back and forth as a team, and then met with the architect team, and then what they came out with the first draft was, whew. Now nah, it was fire. <laughs> it was fire. I told P like I was like, yo, I had a dream, bro, that like I opened up my eyes and the store was just split in half, and it looked fire. Yeah. And I never even mentioned that to the team or nobody. Nah, nah. And either. you know when we actually got the schematics work, uh, it was. It was just like that, bro. It was like, I almost had a vision, I guess. You yeah. feel me? When you know, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like the dispensary on one side, the consumption lounge on the other side. Yeah. Um, and we got some news to talk to you guys about that type of stuff, too, because they have put out new work and new laws and rules and regulations yeah. uh, for the CRC. So we'll tap into all of that. Uh, but a the plant-based uh, store is going to be an experience. Facts. Like, and that's something that we're really like working towards is making that experience. Um, and so like we're just really excited about that I outcome of the store. Uh, so shout out to the PB team. Shout out to the architect team. Um, we got some things in the way. And we definitely want to let y'all view that process. So we definitely going to vlog some things so you can see like what it looked like at the start and then what's going to look like at the finish. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you guys haven't noticed, my guy P got a nice hat on right there, man. No, I'll be in the cut with my bucket on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually been working on merch. I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, last few episodes, first one, second one, you know, you probably see a little PB shirt on or something like that. Yeah, we um, represent. You know, show the little hoodie, a little M on the hoodie, man, yeah, you know. Man. Yeah. PB, we outside, man. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we were working on merch, doing schematics on that as well. Yeah. Um, We'll have the first round of... Uh, ideas out probably next week. Yeah, um, we definitely got some st stuff on the way. Um, mm -hmm. and this stuff like is, for us is like for y'all, for like our family and friends, anybody that's supporting us, watching the podcast. Like we want y'all to interact with us, be in the comments because we're gonna give away some shirts. Um, so you know you could feel like you're part of the brand because you are. Yeah, facts, facts. And like I said, this is the you know the trial run. We we definitely been working with uh, Ao who created the brand. Uh, logo, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She Shout also worked on the merch as well. Um, we got some stuff in the works, but we do want to get a few things out to the people, man. Nah, yeah, and we, we kind of been like holding on to a lot of stuff because just right. waiting for the perfect time to drop it. So, um, we definitely got some stuff on the way. So, you know, gonna have some plant based gear for y'all. 
right. Let's get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we could get right into it, man. It's a lot of news. Um, we actually went to MJ Biz and found yeah. out more news. Uh, nah, it's just, MJ Biz was an experience. Yeah, it was yeah. MJ Biz was uh I would wanna say if you're getting into the industry or if you've been into the industry, you should go at least once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um a lot of networking, uh a lot of interaction with um brands and people that you may have not known about. Yeah. Um it's four days of like real just like tapping into not only the culture but the business. Yeah. Um, and let's let's really get into that because I feel like a lot of people will see like these conventions and these educational things pop up, but what was like your biggest takeaway from the experience at MJ Biz? I mean, really, it was like the networking. Like the first day we got there, bro, we we ran ourselves <laughs> into the ground. Like we got there, landed, went to the conference center. Um, we had like a a first day like prelude pass yeah. before uh, the actual events started opening. So we went there, tapped in with a lot of people. Um, we wanted to make sure we saw all the keynote speakers. So we were running around trying to get to this one and that one and this one and that one. Yeah. And like we actually by like day three talked to somebody that was like, look, man, like speaking to the keynote speakers is cool, but like you really want to meet with the people, you know what I'm saying? Network, um, build relationships with brands and companies and people. Um, because you never know where you're gonna be in a year and you never know where they're gonna be in a year, and you guys may may be able to help each other. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was like really good new um, information, for sure. um, and I I really took that. You know what I'm saying? So from day three on, because we were there for about five days, like I really just started tapping in with the people. Yeah, no, nah, it was a great experience, and and like for me, like my biggest takeaway was the representation. Mm -hmm. Like we always talk about like uh, like when we go out to different events or like when we in different uh, cannabis like educational events, like we don't see enough representation but it was a lot of minorities out there there's a lot of minority committees um we got to see like black women in cannabis talking about like having multiple dispensaries or cultivation so that representation was dope or like even like hispanic uh, companies that's going on in, in different parts of the the country so like we love that representation just seeing like more minorities getting in the game um and like just together like working together supporting one another in new markets so i thought that was my biggest takeaway from the whole experience Facts. Facts. What, what was your who was your favorite speaker oh man um definitely I, i'm gonna go with bernard just because i felt like like he was really helping people out understanding like how to push your brand or like how to move into different markets and it's really all about partnerships right like and that's that's my key takeaway from that and and i think that's big because for us like we couldn't do this without our team Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, helping other people get up and running in different places or, like, in different sectors of the business is great. And being able to work together and get each other to to that point, right, where your business is operational and you're making money because it, this is a game changer. Like, you just, this is, like, where you could kind of take care of your family and your family would be good for, you know, uh, a bunch of years. So Facts, facts. What about you? Um, I think it was uh, listening to Tremaine. Tremaine, okay. right? Um, head of OCM. Uh, in New York, she was really just like laying it out there, like, look, we know we got you know things going on in New York right now, um, but you know we are uh, leading the way in how we're gonna create the social equity brand and company, yeah, um, for applications. And you know she was just like, she was taking all the all the bullets that were being thrown at her. She <laughs> yeah. was taking them, dodging them. You know what I'm saying? Making sure she spoke right. 
Um, and, you know, I actually do like what New York is doing right now. Like, New York is really leading the way when it comes to uh, social equity. So, um, shout out to Tremaine, shout out to the OCM. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a, a big highlight for me, for real. Nah, for sure. And, and so, like, since you brought up New York, let's get into some market updates. Okay. Like, okay. tell the people what's going on in Jersey. Um, we, we've been going for a little bit, so it's yeah, a yeah. lot of things happening in Jersey. So, let's get into it. It's a lot. Um, so... I think we probably haven't talked to you guys since the last two CRC meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just give you a quick rundown. Uh, the last CRC meeting, um, they actually announced 113 new conditional licenses. Um, prior to that, I think they did like 130 um, the month before. Yeah. So, you know, they, they're, they're just shelling out those those conditionals quickly. Um, and the annuals, they actually got 26 as a whole right now, annual licenses. Um, that's people that converted from medicinal to adult use, mm-hmm. those are people that actually uh, uh, switched over from conditional to annual as well. Yeah. Um, so you got a handful of annuals that's finally out. Um, once again, there is no minority-owned operational cannabis companies yet in Jersey. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're uh, gearing up for the new year uh, where they have some more meetings, um, hopefully – you know, PB's on that list, yeah. um, and a lot of other, you know, uh, minority businesses is on that list. So sure. we can get it rocking, man. We ready. So yeah, PB waiting, man. Yeah, we waiting. We're ready to go. We waiting. We waiting. Yeah. Um, another rule and reg that they actually put out was consumption lounge. Um, this is something that they mentioned probably I want to say three four months ago, but yeah. they really just started tapping in, um, and even highlighting it. And you know, they decided that they're gonna make it uh, an endorsement. Um, and almost like a, a extra license that you have to get. Yeah. But you have to have a retail space in order to get the consumption lounge license. Um, so, you know, once you do that, um, they're able to say, okay, you got to pay, I think it's $5,000 mm-hmm. um, for the license for a consumption lounge. Um, 21 or older. Yeah. Um, no food, tobacco, or alcohol, alcohol can sold. be sold yeah. inside of the space. Um, of course, you, you have to make sure that it's compliant with um, the exhaust and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but they made it really general for right now. I think they're trying to, you know, fill it out and see what's going on with the consumption space and, yeah, and how usu- many people apply. Usually before they drop the official rules, they, they put out, like, feelers, like things that they feel like um, is supposed to be up there for consumption lounges. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come out with the official rules once they feel comfortable. Um, and Jersey, they allow people to kind of give their input. So... I mean, it's dope that they got consumption lounges on the way. I know that's something that's going to be big in, like, Jersey City. They was really pushing for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Hoboken, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, the eatery part of it, too, I think that would be cool, too, just to add on, like, if they allowed you to infuse or, like, a manufacturer that does, like, infuse foods or something right. like that to be able to come to a space. Because I think that would add an extra dynamic to the consumption lounge. No, that's a fact. For sure, for sure. And, I mean... Uh, Along with that, you know, that might be something that they look forward to in the future. Yeah. Um, but in 2023, they did announce also that they're going to be releasing distribution, wholesale, and uh, delivery licenses. All right. So 2023, those are open. Um, I know a handful of people are waiting for those. Uh, shout yeah. out to the people waiting for those. Delivery is going to be a game changer for sure. Sure. Um, distro going to be a game changer for sure. You got to really test the people and see, you know, who really 
understands quality control, know what the good bud tastes like, good batches come like. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be dope, man. Jersey's moving along. Yeah, Jersey's opening up, and that's why we we talking to y'all like in every podcast about like how to get in the industry. Because if you're interested and you got experience in some of these fields, like you know, distro might be like you worked at UPS or Amazon, and you know logistics or, or things like that. So. If you familiar with some of these industries, you know, really tap in, read the rules and regulations, stay out, uh, see what you're gonna need to to get up and get started. Facts, facts. And um, you know, the, the the last thing for Jersey that they uh discussed, and I think this is gonna be really helpful for a lot of people that uh are getting these licenses and uh really don't know how to run a cannabis business, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um they have an action plan team that are actually gonna help um entrepreneurs understand the cannabis business. Um, in all different aspects of it. So if you're actually going to be a business owner, they'll help you with that. Mm. Um, if you're looking to um, work as a bud tender for retail, a picker, a packer, yeah. all these different aspects, they're going to actually help you understand how to get into the industry, um, how to get a skill set, and, you know, go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's super dope. Um, and, like, even just transitioning to New York, like, New York has similar resources, and we're going to put th- some of those resources as we find them out in the, um, the comments below, just so you guys can see, like, what's going on, mm-hmm. what things you can tap into, like, if you want to get experience in the field before you kind of open your own thing, or right. even if you want to open your own, like, there's some uh, resources out there that help support you to go through the application process. Facts, facts, yeah. facts. And we want you guys to have that information, because it's really important. Hell yeah. So we o- we always going to put, you know, stuff in the description below so you guys can tap in um, on a lot of the stuff that we highlight. But P, let's get into New York. Um, New York got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, let them know. New York is moving. So, um, like Kev talked about before, this social equity program in New York is something, like, different, like, that we've never seen before. Like, like just to compare it to New Jersey, like, New Jersey let, like, uh, multi-state operators, right, that started the medicinal portion of the cannabis industry, they let them transition over to kind of start the New Jersey market for adult use, right? So New York has kindly been, like, totally against that. Every license has been specifically for uh, or catered to specific groups, right? So, so far, the cultivation licenses are out. The processing licenses are out. Those are, like, the manufacturers. And now they just announced 36 um, card awardees, right? So for the people that um, didn't tune into episode two, the card applicants are, like, for retail dispensaries. But... You had to qualify. In mm. order to be eligible, you had to have two years business experience, and you have to have a, a cannabis charge in New York, right? So they open they open up from start basically to grow it now to retail it. Mm-hmm. Um, New York was supposed to open before the end of the year, but I mean time is ticking down. So yeah. <laughs> we got a couple more days. Yeah, so they probably start at the beginning of the, uh, next year, twenty twenty three. Uh, which is is fine. I think people have been waiting for it, yeah. um, and so far it's been like the wild wild west in New York. Yeah, <laughs> right? like yeah. everybody want a piece because it's gonna be the biggest market. So yeah, no, and in like billions of dollars. So um, it's gonna be very interesting to see how they roll it out. Uh, but New York is ready uh, from cultivation to um, retail dispensary. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be ready by the start of the year. So if you guys didn't know. Um, the car program, right, the social equity comes with, like, a social equity fund, right? Like, this is a $200 million fund, right? And it's geared towards helping these retail dispensaries basically, like, pay their rent, build out, and to be able to, like, hold their space for a while. Yeah. Um, and me and Kev, we've been do- doing this process for um, 
the build out right now. Yeah. Um, expensive. <laughs> it can be real expensive yeah. just from like working with the architect team to kind of build out the schematics, right? Um, having like a security expert kind of go over that, right? Because it has to be secure. Um, and then like the actual build out, right? right? Like you could spend like thousands and thousands of dollars. So hundreds of thousands. Of <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. So um, it's good that this fund is out there. Um, and so the governor of New York actually named the management team for the fund, right? Mm -hmm. So this um, huge $200 million fund is going to be kind of managed by a Chris Webber. So yeah. if anybody's a basketball fan, they know Chris Webber, uh, multi-year um, all-star, right? Like straight killer, um, led the Sacramento Kings to the Western Conference Finals a bunch of times, battled against the Lakers. Okay, stat line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Show up some love. So he's going to be managing this fund. Um, but there was um, some discrepancies because uh, if you don't know, Chris Webber does have a lot of experience in the cannabis field. Yeah. Um, they do cultivation, they do retail, uh, but they do also have business partnerships. And one of his partnerships is with Cookies. So a lot of people was like, I don't know if we want him to manage this fund because he cool with Cookies. And, you know, as we know, Cookies already got a storefront in New York. Cookies already here. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. So, like, people were like, ah, we don't know. But um, the governor thought, you know, with his experience and, you know, the way he uh, pitched that he was probably the best person yeah. uh, to run the fund. So him and his um, business partners that plays only are going to manage that fund. Yep, that's real, that's real. So it's super dope. Uh, and other news in New York, the rules and regulations dropped, mm -hmm. right? So um, this is big news. Like, Kev, talk about New Jersey is like add-ons to the rules and regulations with the consumption lines. But this is the complete rules. This is like the first real wave. And we still kind of going through it. Yeah, um, yeah, we just started it. This is the comment period. So... Um, what's helpful is that you can comment, and if you do have a lot of experience, like from the legacy market going into you know um, the actual uh, legal market, mm -hmm. you can actually let them know like, yo, this is not gonna work in this operation wave that you have it, um, and they'll listen. You know what I'm saying? Um, just you know, you can't swindle them, but right. you gotta you can tell them like, yo, the way we go seat the sale most efficiently is X Y Z. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they might actually listen. So yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. You do have a say in, like, how the rules and regulations are, how the market going. Um, but at the end of the day, like, the uh, OCM was going to have the final say. Um, but, yeah, they just dropped the rules. Um, and some basic rules as far as, like, the tracking, like, how it's going to be tracked or, like, the hours you can operate, mm -hmm. like, how far you got to be from a school. There's always some zoning uh, stipulations mm -hmm. there, um, how you can market. Um, so the rules and regs are out. Of course, we're going to have that information for you below. So tap in, um, check out the rules and regulations if you're interested in opening up in New York because mm -hmm. uh, the market is really about to open. They already yeah. announced that they're going to start delivery licenses in uh, the start of the year. So the market's really opening up right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a lot of things coming out of New York. Yes, sir. So um, another thing, uh, it's a New York native that's getting into the game. Mm. Um, Diddy is actually hopping into the game and he purchased uh, about $185 million um, valued deal, uh, evaluated um, with Columbia Care, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be getting in in the New York, Illinois, and Michigan markets. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, unbalanced kind of like countering of like, yo, what is Diddy doing? Is he really for the people, yeah. um, for the minorities, or is he going for, you know, to work with the MSOs? Uh, to make his stake in that landmark. But, you know, um, I'm hopeful that he's going to put more minorities under 
you know what I'm saying, what he's doing and try to make a legacy through that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, shout out to Diddy getting into the game. Big um, move. He going to get into everything that he can put his hands on as, he, as he's interested in. So, uh, shout out to Diddy, man. Yeah, I think it's only right. Um, Diddy already came out with the liquor, right? So, like, Ciroc going crazy. Like, so now it's only right for him to get in the cannabis game. I mean, you know, he he's one of the most um, uh, culturally affluent people yeah. for us, you know what I'm saying? Because he started Bad Boy, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, that was almost like the flag in the ground for New York, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, anything else that comes about that is part of hip-hop or minority or black culture, like, he wants to be tapped in with that. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, cannabis, like... I feel like there's a, a movement like for the culture to get involved and yeah. really like Hell expand yeah. on like what it's really like or like what the events are gonna be like or how we market things or like the names of the companies. So there's a lot of different things that uh, I think he's gonna bring to the table that's gonna be different. And it's gonna be like the first minor- minority owned MSO. So yeah. that's yep. also a big thing. You big, know what I'm saying? Super big. It's it's really difficult to be completely owned by a minority in, in this business just because of the money, you can't go to banks right. to go get money. So, right. like a lot of the investors are always gonna make up like that that percentage. Yeah, nah, that yo Diddy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, create that lineage now with that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. him being the first minority owned MSO, like that could trickle down in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? We know Jay Z has monogram, but I don't know if Jay Z is valued at a scale like Diddy right now when it comes to the cannabis. So, um, you know, we willing, we ready to see. Uh, those people kind of really like trickle it down, man, to the other minority owners uh, getting into the game. Yeah, and I'm and I think that's just a blue a blueprint too. Like mm-hmm. Columbia Care selling the Diddy for 185 million. Like if you are able to get licenses in multiple states or different licenses in in one state, you know, like that makes your value go up. And so like, you know, you could sell your business for millions of dollars. If you put it together right, right, um, and that's why like it's a big part to have a team because it's really hard to to run one business. So you don't want, like to run different parts of multiple. businesses in multiple states. Like you yeah. gotta have a really good team. So yep. yeah, partner up, you know, work together. Like this game is profitable. <laughs> you yeah. can't make some money. Yeah, I mean, you know, and segue right. There's a lot of new states that just put out you know applications yeah. for adult use, um, medical. Um, all that good stuff. We actually met a lot of dope people from like Maryland yeah. uh, when we were out at MJ Biz that's getting into the game because Maryland just actually passed um, through the, uh, I guess, the governing run. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually passed the law that um, recreational cannabis is going to be allowed. Yeah. Um, so we got Maryland, we got Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. um, Missouri, and I think I'm missing a place. Minnesota. Minnesota. PA. PA. I, I don't think PA's ready yet but yeah, they're coming they're in. coming through they're coming yeah. in next year connecticut um, i already said connecticut yeah. right so all those places that we name they're getting into the game as of now like connecticut just put out applications um so people already been applying to connecticut mm-hmm. rhode island put out uh applications i want to say a couple weeks ago um so you know the northeast is going crazy um you know plant-based wants to be a part of everything yeah. in the northeast you know what i'm saying we making sure we tap in um like P said, make sure you you know partner with certain people if it makes sense. Um, that's how you know uh, more minorities can get into the game. Yeah, I mean, like what we're talking about is like a lot of states 
are looking at their neighboring states and, and seeing like how much money they're making. You right. know what I mean? Like when people see like Jersey, um, you know, made like two hundred mil in, in four months, and you right next door, you thinking like, oh, why? Right. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I right. open up my market to see just to explore to see what it's gonna do? Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a lot of opportunity out there. Um, and you know we trying to provide the information so y'all can tap in, man. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll put everything that we know, like you said, down in the description below. Um, but uh, those people in Maryland, Connecticut, Rhode Island, get ready. Um, you know, get ready for the ride. If you want to get into the game, now's the time. Yeah, and they when we was at MJ Biz, they were saying uh, PA is on the way. So PA is like real, like real <laughs> yeah. Real. So it's a lot of things out here that um, a lot of states out here that's looking to open up the market. Facts. Facts, facts. Uh, so now we'll actually get into, you know, putting you guys on to how to actually, you know, um, apply for some of these um, applications. Yeah. Um, we do a little bit of education every episode. You know what I'm episode. saying? We, we try. You know, the first two, <laughs> we were just kind of giving you, like, the rundown on everything that you need. Now we're going to get into, like, a lot of the meat and potatoes of the thing. Yeah. We really want to make sure that um, you understand, like, okay, let me gather this information because this is just one part. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's multiple parts of uh, applying for these applications. And I, I haven't seen all applications, but I feel like most of them kind of run similar. Yeah. Right? Uh, so we're going to get into business plans. You feel me? Um, yeah. I'm going to give you, like, nine steps on how to put together a business plan. And if you guys don't really know what the what a business plan is for, it's really just to be able to explain what your business is, how you're going to run it, uh, what you're doing, um, and, you know, uh, uh put out your brand like how how does your brand yeah. work um in unison with who you are right yeah. and i think it's important to give context to this like kev we on like draft what two three like three or four of our business plan yeah. right and it, it took us that long to get to that point because you really need to know like your business like like th from the name to like how what makes you different from other businesses like yeah. Your team, like, it, where you going? Where you want to be in five years? It's it's a lot of the different parts to this, and if you really haven't had those conversations about what your business is or where you're going, like, it's hard to put a business plan together. It's very hard. Yeah, and like people said, you have to really know like the minute details. You know what I'm saying of your competition and plus what you're doing. Yeah, you feel me. And, oh. and and I feel like um for us, it took us like working with that first group to do our first business plan. To realize, like, we didn't really know exactly what we wanted. Exactly what we wanted, yeah, yeah. and where we're going and how we were going about it. Mm -hmm. And so it took, like, having those conversations. And, like, everything we kind of, like, putting you onto is from our experience, right. right? And we felt like this is a major key for us, especially, like, just being prepared for the next steps. Because when we met with our attorney, like, he thought, thought that we didn't have nothing. Like, yo, like, you know, all right, let's start doing this. We was like, yo, we already got a business plan. We already... You know, in it with everything. yeah, Everybody like we already had a lot of work done, so yeah. uh, this was a major key in us even like completing the application. So, we want to drop this jewel for y'all today. Facts. So, we'll start straight out the gate. Um, on your business plan, you have to have an executive summary. So, that executive summary is basically stating like summarizing the company, what you're gonna do, how you're gonna go from um, market to consumer, um, what you're selling, um, everything like that, uh, your team. Executive summary is just summarizing that um, in a in a short, you know, maybe a paragraph or two, or, yeah. or maybe even three, depending on you know um, how more how detailed you want to get. 
but it's just a summary, right? Um, it's almost like a prelude to everything that you're going to write in your business plan. Yeah. Um, second, you have to describe your company. So basically saying um, what your company's doing. Like plant-based is a, is a retail cannabis brand and, and um, dispensary, right? Um, we're not, we, we don't only want to uh, s- create ourselves as just a dispensary, right? Mm-hmm. We want to actually be a brand. So we make sure we, uh, we make that significant in our actual summary and our actual uh, description of the company. Yeah. Um, we talk about what we're going to sell, right? Um, that's actually another point on here, like products and services, like listing that out, um, you know, listing out that, you know, we're going to have rosin, um, flour, um, edibles, you know, everything that, you know, of course, being compliant, which you're allowed to have yeah. um, in your store and what services that you're going to have, delivery, consumption, um, even like uh, if we were doing an eatery, a restaurant style, cafe, like putting everything in there. Because these things actually help when you pitch to investors, yeah. as well as it helps um, if you go to a bank, right? They can understand like, oh, they really thought this thing out. They know exactly how they're gonna get um, their product line. They know how they're gonna get the cons- the customer. They know how they're gonna um, use their POS systems, yeah. whatever the case is. Um, next is market analysis. Um, market analysis is super big because the only way you know how you're going to be effective is if you look and see what else is going on around you in your market. You know sure. what I'm saying? So, like, you can start as small as, like, town to town, right? Um, city to city. And then you actually expand out to say, let's go state to state. Let's go regional. Let's go nationwide yeah. and be able to compare, like, you know, uh, somebody who had the same business model as me did X, Y, Z in, in fi- finances um, for spending or for revenue. Um, and now, you know, I can actually say I'm doing something similar. My population is this. Yeah. I should probably run these numbers and do this much amount of money. Yeah, I think the market anal- analysis is really important because I feel like your your business plan, you're giving it to people. You They might not know anything about the cannabis industry. So you're Facts. basically really describing what the market is looking like overall mm-hmm. and then kind of narrowing it down to your area. So it's like you even got to get it down to like what your customer base is going to be like and like compared to the people around you. Like just the same way, like if you was buying a house, you want to look at like the neighborhood to see how much houses are going for. Like you want to see what businesses in your area are doing. So if the markets are open, you could kind of get that idea. If it's medicinal, you could check the medicinal market and see what it's like in your area. Or then you could look at a neighboring state, right, and kind of compare that. So I think market analysis is really key. No, for sure. And especially because this is cannabis, you have to be super detailed. And you have to educate whoever you're giving this business plan to, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, it's, it's still super new, even though, you know, it's been happening on the West Coast for, you know, a good amount of time. Amount of time like, yeah. it's still brand new to a lot of people. Like, when Prince and I um, started pitching and started talking to people and meeting people, they were actually surprised at how much knowledge we had about it yeah. because we did our homework and we, we went and tapped into California. We tapped into uh, Canada. We tapped into Washington, Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. We actually found out the information that we needed to know and we put it all in our business plan so they felt comfortable understanding that you know these people know what they're talking about. They've done their research and I, I do feel like they can execute. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um. Number four is outline your management and your team, right? Um, 
So basically, give a give a rundown of you know everybody on your team, um, what positions that they hold, what experience that they have, and how does their experience correlate to what you're getting into, yeah. right? So it makes sense that, um, you know, I have retail experience, right? Prince has um community service um experience. We should actually probably do something for the people, sell things for the people, create um organizations and groups and community for the people, right? I, it doesn't make sense for me to go into cultivation, right? Because yeah. I don't know anything about growing. Yeah. Prince doesn't know much about growing, you know what I'm saying? Um, so you do want to make sure, like, okay, let's give that correlation of um, my my actual experience in the field. If you haven't grow, grew up in cannabis, like, give your actual experience um, and say, like, how it could be correlated and show that you can execute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, like, a big thing for us was, like, kind of taking, like, like, your ego out of it. Yeah. Like, when you're building a team, like, for us, it's like the CEO, the COO have to understand how to run a business, how to run operations. It's not about like, oh, I want the title. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. kind of take your pride out of it because it's really about getting this business up and running and it being operational. Like, you know, for us, Kev's the CEO, I'm the president. Like, I don't care if I was, you know what I'm saying? Real talent yeah, is the like, same shit. Like, we just have different experiences. Yeah, you know for saying? sure. It's and the then you kind of want to list all the way down to, like, who's even going to be in your store. Like, if you're going to have a manager, if you're going to have a shift supervisor, yep. butt tenders, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All the way down to, like, security, just so people can understand, like, like who's going to be at the top, who's managing this, and then, like, who's going to be working in your store, and, like, what are they going to be doing there? Facts, facts. Um, and then the last one I'll tap into, and then I'll give it over to P, is customer segmentation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding, like, who's your target audience, you know what I'm saying, who you're going for, um, how is it uh, s- separated through the industry that you're currently in, in your towns, um, in the towns next to you? Like, what does it look like? Is it, you know, um, like for us in Plainfield, 60% Hispanic, yeah. right? Um, of the 30 is African-American and black, and then we have 10% that's other, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say anything else. It's just other. Right. Um, like, understanding that helps us a lot in how we're going to uh, operate the store, how we're going to staff the store, um, all those different type of things. So you want to really understand, like, okay, who who am I looking for? Who am I targeting? Yeah. And that gives you a better understanding of how to market, how to brand, and P, you could go take it from there. No, nah, and and uh, just to add to that, I feel like even like how you can expand on that 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 customer, right? Like if this is your customer base, how can you expand on that, right? right. Like people turn twenty one every year, so like who is in the age range of eighteen to twenty? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people might be? So it's like kind of just explaining that out, so they know like oh every year you get more people, and estimated this how many more people are gonna be eligible. In our in like a twenty mile radius yeah. of mm-hmm. our store, mm-hmm. um, and, and tell them like marketing is is tough, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So marketing and plan plan is the next part of it, right? So like marketing is really tough. Like you you can tap into your rules and regulations on this because they'll tell you what you can't do, right? right. Like a lot of rules and regulations would be like you can't put like a billboard or like you can't be on TV or right. if you do put like any type of advertisement has to be this far from. X, Y, and Z. And, like, so that's why, like, most of the times, even, like, well, Monogram, you see them, like, have a commercial on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, like, even people say on social media, like, you they be promoting, like, cannabis businesses and the uh, accounts be getting shut down. Yeah. So 
you know, you really have to be creative in that. See what you can't do in your area, right? And then kind of like be creative in what you what's left for you to do and like how you're gonna roll it out. Uh, it's a lot of different ways to do it, and we we had to be really creative in that. Right, right. And I mean, that was like, I think that was a big key that we learned in um Vegas, like yeah. the fact that there is no cannabis hashtag on any social <laughs> media, bro. Like, you can't put cannabis, you can't put weed, you can't put um hemp, you can't put uh, anything correlated to weed is not a hashtag. So people started creating hashtags and hopefully it catch on fire and mm-hmm. then the rest of the community could kind of hop on to be able to market a brand. But um, that makes it difficult for you to find like a creative way to actually get the brand out there and, and push the product, right? Yeah. Um, and next is like- We got to remember that like all your customers not even on like social media. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a lot of older people that like uh cannabis users and are gonna pull up to your store. So like yeah, you gotta be really creative. Yeah. 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 And uh, um next is operations, operations right? right? Yeah. So in a, even when you apply for a license, right? You need an operations plan. Right. So this part in your business plan is like like a summary, like it's gonna be like what you're gonna use to build out into the operations plan that you're gonna put in your um for your license, right? So it's basically like how you're gonna run from start to finish, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're gonna open, when you're gonna close, what does opening looking like? What does closing looking like? What's the daily operations look like? Like if you're getting deliveries or you're doing delivery, like what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Even down to like the tracking, which you could probably get from the rules and regulations. So this is like a major key because it just lets me know, like if I'm an investor and I've never invested in a cannabis business, like you know what's gonna happen from start to finish. It just makes me feel more comfortable right. that you have a plan, right. right? And then when you have to apply for the application, right, for your license, you just build out that plan um, to make it more detailed so like like the state knows that you know what you're doing from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another major key is a financial plan. Gotta have it. <laughs> so like, when Kevin's talking about like understanding your customer, right? Like understanding your customer base, right? And he's talking about market, uh, the market, right? And products and services. All these things are really important to kind of helping you understand your financial plan, right? Because one, you need to know like how much everything costs, right? Like how much is going to cost me to to uh, get this product, to sell it, or to provide this service, mm-hmm. right? Um, like how many people I'm going to have working, right? So like all this, like your budget for the year, and then like it's like how much money you're gonna need to operate for the year, then like when you're gonna get out the red, right? Like so you might need five hundred K to start for your first year, right? Mm-hmm. Your first year you might not make five hundred K. So you might still, you know, be in the negative. But by year two or three you you get start making some money, right? So if I'm an investor because you can't go to a bank to get um uh financing, right? If I'm an investor, now I know like I right, and Three years, I should get my money back. In four years, I should get my money. In two years, I should get my money back based off what you're saying to me. And like, lets me know if this is a good investment or not. So like, I felt like the financial plan is like literally the information you're getting from all the things that you started with in your business plan to kind of narrow it down and put it in numbers and then help uh, like me as a person that wants to get money back from this. Or like even right. if you find a financial opportunity to let people know like, all right, well, and this amount of years, I'll be in the green, and this is why I'm a good investment. Facts, major key, and I mean, you know, this is early. I'm talking about this a little early, but <laughs> be sure you have an accountant that understands cannabis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying on your team. Um, 
just because it's so different from every other industry in the world. Like, it's not even federally legal, so that already kind of, like, puts us back, you know what I'm saying, a little bit further than other other businesses. So yeah. um, that's the major key. Now, yeah, we get we get taxed differently, right? And then, 280E. Yeah, we're going to tap into that in a different episode just yeah. to give you our insight into that. And hopefully with um, all this news coming out the White House, uh, Biden kind of deschedules um, uh, marijuana and we, you know, makes it federally legal and then the taxing could be a lot different. But it's something for you to know if you're getting in the industry to understand, like, um, what you can do to kind of write things off and what you can't. Facts, facts, facts. But... You know what I'm saying? We spilled out a lot of news, um, yeah. gave you guys a lot of experiences from MJ Biz. And I mean, we're going to be putting out a vlog soon on the whole experience. So make sure you tap in, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff so we yeah. can put that out. Um, but let's get into the culture, man. Oh, yeah. I we, love the culture. We did a lot in Vegas. We came back to New York from meeting people in Vegas and did a lot here, too. Yeah. Um, so. It, it, we've been on on go since uh since we last spoke to you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to go in some type of order, right? So, before we left Vegas, New York Cookie Store opens, 34th yeah, Street, Herald Square. It was crazy. Went crazy. Gumbo pulled up, helped New York uh, uh acclimate cookies to the to the East Coast culture. Yeah. Brought dirt bikes out. They shut 34th Street down for about 20 30 minutes. Um. Everybody pulled up, uh, uh, rappers, um, people that's in the culture, people from the legacy market, yeah. um, regular people that just love cookies and <laughs> love burner. They it pulled was an up. experience for sure. It, it, it was super dope. Um, so the store, and, and I, I got a little bit of the store, but not too much, right? So you can't miss it. Big blue store right on the corner um, with the big C on the side. Yeah. When you go inside right now, it's just merch downstairs. But eventually, that'll turn into uh, to the product um, once they actually get their license. You go upstairs. There's a consumption room um, on the second floor. You go upstairs to the third floor. <laughs> you go upstairs. You feel me? You keep going up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a different model. Um, you go up to the third floor. There's actually a, a space for Cookies U. Uh, so if you don't know, Cookies does have a university where they teach people about the uh, industry. So he's going to actually uh, have that opening up on the third floor. That's fine. And then you go upstairs to the fourth floor, and it's actually a, um a outside uh, consumption area um, for events, all that good stuff. Super dope, super fire. Uh, shout out to Cookies. It was a good drop, man. Yeah, nah, that's an unbelievable space. Uh, and they really thought through, like, how they was going to do it. It's super creative. So I'm excited for when they start opening up and they actually selling product in there. Yeah. But you could pull up right now and check out some of the lounges, right? Facts. You could pull up right now, um, go up to the second floor, smoke. You got to bring your own bud, of course. Um, only bring fire, though, in there. Don't bring <laughs> no bullshit. You feel me? Like, bring your best of your best, man. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's what it is right now. Um, it was super dope, super yeah. fly. Um, but I, you heard me mention Gumbo. Um, so shout out to Gumbo. They Gumbo been Gumbo going crazy, crazy. In, in New York for like I don't know how long. Like yeah. I just been hearing about Gumbo for probably like the last three, four years. Just yeah. like Gumbo, Gumbo, Gumbo. So um we actually headed to Vegas at this point, right? We we, we left New York, we out in Vegas now. Mm -hmm. Um we tap in, we touch down. Uh Gumbo is actually having a drop in Vegas when we when we touch down. So it was super dope to get to see uh, these gentlemen twice, you know what I'm saying, back to back. Um, they actually put a Madison Square gumbo drop yeah. in 
the Las Vegas cookie store. Um, I believe the stream is only in a, a couple stores out there mm. right now. But it was a drop the same weekend as MJ Biz. Yeah, nice marketing. Yeah, it was it was crazy and we met a lot of people. Shout out to Ball Family Farms. Yeah, right. Yeah. We met them in there. They coming uh, east too. That's exciting news. Ball the, Family Farms. They look like they got fire too. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, gumbos and cookie. They was moving crazy. Like they had the the gumbo bus, gumbo, gumbo slash cookies bus moving through Vegas. Yeah. So it was dope how they kind of rolled that out. Facts, facts. It was super dope. Um, so they had that drop there. And then Gumbo actually spoke at, um, so MJ BizCon had like a mini black MJ BizCon inside of the, the whole convention center, yeah. right? Um, so in the booth areas, um, Black Cannabis Magazine, they actually hosted a booth. And for the whole day, they just have young black entrepreneurs yeah. um, from Legacy and from uh, brand new markets just pulling up and speaking. And it was super dope. We seen a lot of like empowered black women that's in the cannabis space, mm -hmm. um, in Michigan, Ohio, and LA, I believe. Yeah. Um, we got to see Gumbo was speaking, um, with Redman, uh, Exhibit, mm -hmm. and a couple other uh people that we known that you know has been into cannabis for a while. Yeah. Um, the shop. representation, man. It yeah, was, it, was it was crazy. It was lovely to see. Like we in the industry and we doing well. Like Facts. it was good to see. Facts. Peaks was in there. Um, we saw Peaks do a little uh virtual um I guess it's uh NFT type of drop mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, he was in there, so it was dope to see you know uh black people that's like really on their own time, doing their thing, hundred percent owners, um managing their companies coast to coast, um state to state. It was it was fire. Yeah, Redman got a whole movement going. Facts. So like I've been seeing him everywhere, like especially in Jersey, he everywhere in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's dope, man. Like we we out here, man. We pushing the culture forward. I love it. Yo, Red Man, we got a link with you, bro. <laughs> we in base. Jersey, man. We in Jersey, man. We got a link with you. Um, last stop. I'm giving you guys like a little a little tour, man. Yeah. So last stop in Vegas. Um, we there. Uh, and if you guys been listening to the first and second episode, we, we mentioned Happy Monkey. Yeah. We mentioned Booty Chief. That was an actual lounge in Midtown. That was super low key. We were going in back in 2017, 2016, I feel yeah. like. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, we end up getting word at the convention center that like, yo, there's a Shangri-La party. You should guys y'all should pull up. Yeah. Shout to Metal Team for for giving us that plug. For right? sure. Um shout out to the Metal Steve. Yeah. Showed us mad love at MJ Biz, man. Facts, facts. So we we uh we pull up to the party, no ticket, no invite. <laughs> <laughs> no nothing. We just there at the front, like yo, regular New York stuff, regular New York shit. You feel me? So we pull up. Um, cat at the door showed us love. Yeah. We got in there. It was an indoor outdoor party. Um, met a lot of different people from a lot of different markets. Yeah. Um, it was super dope, super cool. And then we look up in the sky, and there's a big billboard over our head. It says <laughs> Happy Monkey Party. And we like, damn, look at that. We yeah. found our way to a Happy Monkey Party on the West Coast. Came full circle. Yeah, yeah, cause we've been we've been rocking with them for a while, so it's it's dope because we we haven't really been seeing them throw too many events on this side, so to see them still working, so we hoping that they're coming back east too. Nah, yeah, they definitely doing stuff. It's just you know, it's so much going on right yeah. now. It's just like we we probably missing a few of them. You know, for what sure. Saying? Um, we got to tap back in though. So shout out to Happy Monkey, shout out to the Metal Team. Um, yeah, that was a good experience. For yeah, sure. nah, for sure. Yeah. Make sure you tap in. 
Um, we're gonna be dropping that vlog soon. Sure. Um, from day one to the day we got back. Um, of our MJ BizCon uh, experience. And right. yeah, that's it. Episode four coming soon. Yeah, we're going to hit y'all back to back, man, because we, we got a lot to talk about. It's a lot of info. And yeah. it's moving so quick. But, you know, shout out to everybody that's tuning into this. Happy holidays. Yep. Um, and I just want to take a moment to shout out the, the plant-based team for right. pulling up to MJ Biz in Vegas because I know people had to clear their schedule and make some sacrifices to be there to push the brand and just to represent. So I love right. that we all came together. And we worked as a unit. I think it really, really came together, mm-hmm. like really understand like where we going and what we trying to do. Divide and conquer. Yeah, for so sure. it, it was lovely just to have everybody together, everybody to kind of just build. Yes, sir. Yes, and then sir. shout out to our architect team for all the hard work. Uh, this creative process is difficult. So for them to listen to us and kind of make um, what we envision come to light, uh, we really appreciate that as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, shout out to everybody we work with, man. Like, we feel like we've been doing this forever, yeah. but, like, this might really be just be the beginning. Um, so, yeah, man, shout out to everybody. Yeah, and until Roll next love. time, eat good, live good, smoke good. Keep it bass. Keep it bass. Episode three, man. <laughs>